tired of life just happening to you? Sick of your daily routine and want to experience real progress? Tired of cheap hacks and skeptical about anyone trying to give you their 10 cent motivation? Welcome to the ABCs for Purposeful Living Podcast. The place that takes the bedrock foundational principles of success and breaks them up into smaller rocks that you can take and use for your own construction as you build the life of your dreams the way that you want it. Stop living by default. Get busy designing. Let the podcast begin. David Thermer is an award-winning transformational life coach, leadership expert, and speaker. He's worked with over 100,000 people across 34 countries for the past 10 years, helping them to experience major change in their lives and to implement habits and rituals to ensure that the progress is lasting. Through his immersive seminars, live events, and coaching retreats, he makes you shake down your life, beliefs, and habits to their foundations in order to help you build a more intentional and powerful future. It's these foundations that he is bringing to you week by week in these podcasts, with the goal of helping you, wherever you may be, to get a hold of your life and turn it into something amazing. Welcome to the ABCs of Purposeful Living Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the ABCs of Purposeful Living. My name is David Thermer and I'm so excited to be with you here again on this show. I've been so thankful for you joining me along on my podcasting journey so far. And I'm even more excited for today's episode because today is the first time on our podcast that we have a guest. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest with us, none other than my good friend Mel. So everyone, please join me as I say hello. Hey, Mel, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, well, thanks for being our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just a pleasure. I've been listening to your your show and it's amazing. Keep it up. Thanks so much for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for our episode today. When I was thinking about this particular topic, there was no one else that I thought could do it justice besides you because I know you've just put, you're putting out a book on this subject and your final mm. chapter is on this very topic and this topic I know from the years that I've known you is very close to your heart and so I'm super excited to dive into it and for those who are just joining us we've been going through all the different letters as we are laying out success principles and today is H for happiness. So before I, I turn it over to you, Mel, I just want to give my guests a bit of a feel for how, uh, for, for you as a person, because I really want them to get to know you in a personal way, because honestly, if you're just listening in, Mel is a really, really good person to get to know. And don't worry, you don't have to meet him personally, just through listening to him for a little <laughs> while. It's, it's a very wonderful thing. And I'll tell you, I know that's true because uh, I've never met him either. And that you'll find this funny. We've been connected for, what, four <laughs> years now, Mel? 
That's right. Four years, and still we've not had a chance to meet. Not for lack of planning. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for coronavirus, we'd probably be on our way to Mount Kilimanjaro right now, huh? Absolutely, man. Oh, man. Definitely still next year, man. It's still on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's there. We, once, once plans are made, plans can be flexible, but goals are always there. That's what I always tell people <laughs> yes. whenever I'm working with them. You know, of course, this is uh, chasing butterflies off the topic, but you have your goals and then your plans can be a bit flexible, but you always keep the goal at mm. the end. So Kilimanjaro, the mm -hmm. goal, how we get there is the plan. But <laughs> I digress from the subject, so let's continue. All right, so Mel Liao is an MCC internationally acclaimed leadership and life coach. He's an author and a speaker as well. He holds a BCom and an MBA and has worked most of his life in Asia, currently residing in Melbourne, Australia, and he has a burning desire to work with social entrepreneurs in Africa in his mm. and in his spare time to explore the great outdoors. Kilimanjaro. Mel right, engages with individuals and teams to uncover their personal and professional potential and aligns them to their inner purpose and desires. In short, he exists to empower the next generation of leaders and catalysts to live and be brave. Mel is the co-author of three best-selling books, Bringing Out Their Best, Coaching Wisdom, Volume 2, and The Calling, and is the author of the upcoming book, Engage, How to Stop Living in Default and Start Living the Life You Desire. And it's that book that we are going to be discussing today. He is the founder of the Asian Pacific Institute of Coaching and Catalyst, and his mission is to equip 10 thousand coaches who will in turn catalyze 10 million over the next 20 years so mel wow that's helpful <laughs> yeah i had to read it off my phone so i wouldn't i didn't want to mess it up in any way i just it was i feel that people really need to get to know you and so i'm going to do it justice and the only way to do it justice was to read it out okay but now we're, we're done with the stuff that was on script let's go off script and That's let's right. dive into this topic because happiness go ahead mel mm. tell us what is your definition of happiness wow that, and that's a huge one right because i think everyone in the world right wants to be happy right they even have songs on that right <laughs> in the day, days when I was growing up, like, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because even, even, even Bobby McFerrin was actually not really happy. <laughs> you know, we found out <laughs> a lot later. And I think even a lot of these uh, wonderful comedians that we grew up with, like for me, Jerry Lewis, and then you've got Jim, you know, um, Jim... Carrie, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey, yes, personal That's favorite right. of mine. And a lot more, Steve Carroll and all that. Um, they're just wonderful people making us laugh, making us happy, right? And then it's like, you know, there is that reality that sets in. And that reality is sometimes not really a happy place. Right? So um, to me, I think happiness is, is not just... Um, some good feeling that you and I feel, right? It's like, oh, this is my happy day and, and this is, you know, I'm not happy today, you know? It's not just an emotion, although yes, it is an emotion, but it's not just that, right? It is more than that. 
And it is also not just a destination. It's like some place that, you know, I can get there. I can get to my new happy place, my new high. Right? So it's also not that. Um, to me, I think it's, it's a mix of things. And we can talk about it a lot more as we go along. But one of the things I want to leave right now is think about it like when you were a child. Like I remember when I was young. And the most smallest things actually made me happy. I should have brought my little car here. <laughs> you know those matchbox cars? I used uh -huh. to collect them. Oh, wow. And boy, 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 did that make me really happy. Now, I did not have a lot of toys growing up, but those matchbox toys, the cars, and I would line them up and I would count them. I'm a bit structured, you know, so I'll be like, oh, that this, and they were in, in their place, all nicely parked before I would play with them. And I would play with them for hours, as I remember. Now, you know, while, while the world is, is a lot different today when, when someone's uh, maybe like, you know, seven years old, eight years old, um, obviously those days there was no such thing as the internet or the iPad or anything. I could be lost in my happy world for hours. And was I playing with like high-end toys, you know, remote control, you know, all those stuff? No, it was that little that I had, but it was just amazing because I could create that happy for me. So that's the first thought I just wanted to just put in, which is that meaning of happy actually can be created. And it's all different for a lot of people, right? And so on off the bat, it's not just about reaching a destination or even reaching a goal for that matter. And then we'll be happy because we, we kind of know, even if we've done Kilimanjaro, we might say, What's next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then. Anyway, so thanks for bringing that up, Mel. That was great. I just had a question to ask then because you used a very pertinent example from your childhood. And I know that if most of us stop to think about our childhood, we will also have many happy memories in there. Because, but I just wanted to, um, because you did mention the fact that it was, you know, our life was a whole lot more simplistic when we were younger especially those of us of our generation who grew up without the internet and grew up without yeah. you know, all those different things. But now that we started, um, now that we've become moved into the field where we are professionals, we are working professionals, we have families, we have careers, we have everything that we do, that definition of happiness, it seems to be lost. But it doesn't mean that we're not searching for it anymore. I was do reading a study by, I think it was by Stanford University, and they interviewed mm -hmm. like 10,000 um, CEOs and businessmen from different uh, parts of the world. I think so over 170 countries. And they asked them what were the two things they wanted most in life. And happiness was at the top of that list. Mm. And so, mm. but, so my question to you would be, because you mentioned uh, childhood memories and the definition of happiness we had as a child. And that was something that we all can relate to. But now that we've grown up and now we moved on to other things, 
how do we get that same happiness now? Do we have to simplify our lives to go back to the way that we had things as kids? Or are there principles in that that we can take and apply it to our life now? How do you see this, both in your own life and in the life of the people that you work with? That's a big question. Thank you so much. Um, uh, well, we, so we have we'll, a lot of time. Fire away. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll dissect that in a bit, right? So, uh, and please uh, re-ask me that part um, if I didn't answer it correctly. Um, um, yeah, we live in a much more uh, con convoluted, distracted life, right? Before COVID, actually, because COVID actually brought us back to some sort of minimalization. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, let's say we're back to that normal, right? And we're, we're just going after the next thing. And that's how it is. Um, I'll give you an example. I was coaching um, this executive, just high-end high executive. And, you know, I asked him, you know, why are you still in this job? So we, we start talking, obviously, about his passion. And, and um, obviously, that is linked with how engaged he is with his job and, and how, basically how happy he is, right? Because he was obviously complaining, complaining about this, complaining about that. And I said, you know, what would make you happy? And he thought about it and he's like, hmm, actually, I'm, the, the reason I'm still in my job because it, it pays really well. And I've been doing this kind of work in this industry for X number of years. So it's, it's like 10, you know, 10 o'clock. I, I could just do it easily. Mm -hmm. But then there is that, there's that next car I want to get. And next year it, it could just pay it off. So again, there is different standards, right? So when, when we've, we've collected all those little toys from those matchbox toys and cars, no pun intended to the bigger ones <laughs> and the sportier <laughs> ones, <laughs> And then that whole thing as, you know, this new, new songs that, that the young people sing is like next, <laughs> what is next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's so it's, it's about that. It's about that right now. So it's like, oh, if this person doesn't make me happy, right. Relationship wise, no problem. Next, <laughs> you know, um, if this job doesn't make me happy, next. If this family doesn't make me happy, and it gets serious, right? Next. And, and we're seeing in today's age a whole heap of challenges with next. <laughs> mm -hmm. And people going from that happy place to a newer level of happy. I'm just making that really simplistic in, in the context of happy, right? Because it could be a lot of other things that why people are driven towards different things. But that's how it is. So we can like swipe it like with our phone. You know, we can just say, I don't like this app anymore. I'm going to trash it next because another app's going to entertain me for a while. Mm -hmm. And the more we do that, I know you know that neuroscience tells us it's, it's just we are actually educating ourselves with our brain, right? Because we need the next high 
in our brain to keep us in that happy state, in that happy mode, right? So that is, to be frank, really dangerous because that is not attached to something a lot more meaningful. Now, that's the point that I would like to challenge people who are like us, adults now, and we've got everything going on in our life. Then the question is, when we scale things back, what is that meaningful thing? What's that meaningful relationship that you and I have? So that becomes the anchors. Those are the ones that actually become the place that we can land to find that meaning of happy. And I'm, I'm actually not complaining that COVID came, minus obviously all the bad stuff that we had to go through and people had to get sick and all that. I mean, all of that was, was horrendous. But in actual fact, that was like a reset. It's like a reset on what's meaningful and what's not meaningful, what's essential and what's not essential anymore. And basically, other things that are essential and meaningful bringing you the greatest amount of happiness. And I think that's where we have to start asking ourselves. If not, then we're going to go out again, going after the next high and the next next, if you know what I mean. Yeah, very true. So it sounds like that um, we, each person has to redefine what happiness means for them because so often happiness mm. gets confused with, like you said, with, with pleasure, happiness gets, um, uh, confused with enjoyment, happiness gets confused with like a temporary high. But what you're saying is to attach yeah. a bit more meaning onto it. Absolutely. So how would a person do that? How would a person find ways to attach a bit more meaning onto happiness? And how can they find that in today's world? So I've coined this term called meaning making machines. Ah. And we're all really the ones attaching meanings onto things, relationships, people, situations, when actual fact, it has no charge. So like, for example, a flower, okay? It's life, uh -huh. <laughs> right? This is, um, I bought this, uh, plus this whole bunch here for my wife, right? So when you look at this, you know, you would attach a meaning to you this way. Now, if I show it to you this way, it's like, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, oh, is that for me? You know? No, it's not. It's for my wife. <laughs> I'm gonna put it back, Thank you and, for clarifying. And so, we, <laughs> and so we often do that. Every other day, we, we often attach a charge onto that when it actually is, has, or rather has no, no charge on it. So whatever situation that you charge it in a way that I'm feeling and sensing right now with all the anxiety and all the stress or whatever, then this thing will become something of obviously really detrimental. But if we start looking at even the situation that we're facing COVID and put a different charge to that, 
And that charge may be a word called gratitude. Suddenly, it actually creates a different that if we can put that charge or recharge that again, it's like allow that battery to run flat <laughs> and all the negativity to get out, you know. And if we could look at the person with a new charge, mm -hmm. you know, especially when I um, have a little bit of a, a tiff with the wife and I could be upset for one hour. Sometimes it gets to my nerves. Um, I would often go for a walk because that's the best way for me to clear my head, go for a walk, and I'll start rethinking. As when I step back, what charge do I want to put on when I see her face? Right? And I have a choice there. I can say, no, I want to remember what you exactly said about that situation of me and you accused me and all that. And if I continued on that, obviously I will be not happy. Right? I will come back the same as I left before the walk. And so I, I begin to realize that if we can start coming back in different places, in our offices, in, you know, at home, wherever it is, when we feel a little tired and, and stretched, get out for a moment, put a pause on that and evaluate all those things and ask ourselves, you know, if we could put a new charge on that, like happy or gratitude or thankfulness, what would the outcome be? And straight away, our minds will start thinking about positive thoughts and that obviously will equate to positive emotions and hopefully comes out with positive language and action, right? Um, and one of the things I often do is I, I often would just go back and, and just give my wife a hug without saying anything. And that's just some practical thing for me between, <laughs> between partners, right? So I'll just go up to her and I'm like, give her a hug and just slowly give me a hug. It'll take time sometimes. And then perhaps say what I want to say, which is um, perhaps I'm sorry for, uh, not perhaps, but I'm sorry for what I said just now. Um, did not mean it that way. Um, my intention is to want to make up and to see how we can bring us into that, into that new space. Right? And that's how. And, and, and that could be just a step towards that happy place. Okay. And right, right. I, I did say that it's not a destination. Happy, happiness is not a destination, but it is that little milestones that leads us to a better place. But it, it is obviously going to be that, that place for now and then later to another place and at another place. So it's not just one destination to be reached. It's a continuous flow. 
um, that we can continuously push ourselves as well and, and, and encourage ourselves to be able to attach a new meaning to uh, recharge that situation once again. Very nice. Yeah, so I, I, I totally agree with that. I also personally believe that um, happiness is not a, um, a destination. It's a journey and it takes, you know, so, so, so often we have this great big idea of what happiness should be. And it's like this great big mm. ideal at the end of my life, I want to be happy. All I want out of life is to be happy. And it's like this whole very nebulous thing over there. But like you said, you take it down and you actually say, okay, in this situation, how can I be happy in this situation? What does happiness mean for me when I'm with my parents or I'm with I'm kid, my kids, I'm with my partner. Yeah. I'm in my workspace. I'm in my commute. I'm sitting in my car. I'm having my coffee. I'm using the bathroom, whatever you're doing. How can I be happy in this particular state? Because as you said, and I, as something I believe completely is that happiness is a choice. And it's a choice, like you said, attach a new charge or attach a new meaning to every situation to be able to actually become more self-aware of yourself and also the situation to distance yourself from it and say, okay, in this situation, how do I react in a way that will, you know, ensure the happiness of me and the happiness of others in this particular situation. And that mm. then takes it from this big nebulous concept and breaks it down into the small <laughs> little things that we're doing every single day. So what, what are something practical that people can do uh, today to try to, um, and get that, that happiness from out there into here, you know, kind of attach charges, like you said, to the things and do it in the proper way. Um, one, one of the things that I have um, obviously done myself is to, uh, to count my blessings. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm not all this positive in some days. Um, I have my ups and downs and, and yeah, I'll, I'll be complaining as well. I'll, I'll be talking to especially my spouse about the, the challenges that we're going through. La, 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 la. And, you know, I can, I can, I can whine quite a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> when I realize, <laughs> when I really realize that, you know, what am I comparing it to? You see, I believe that comparison is the killer of all happiness, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got a story for that. Uh, oh, please. We like stories. Let us have it. <laughs> you know, um, so I, I visited a, a relative of mine and, you know, he is such an amazing entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, all kudos to him and the success he's gotten. So we visited his house. He has a beautiful, beautiful house, you know, with, with, with you know the uh, the lift coming to his doorstep and, and stuff like that and it's just just massive right and i'm really happy for him really really happy for him now if i compare <laughs> my situation my my little apartment in malaysia where, where i go back for uh for uh you know my my work there mm -hmm. um i'll be like oh my gosh i'll be the saddest person if i were to compare and say ah oh, Look at my house. You know, this is bad. You know, you know yeah. this is broken and, and this is that and this is. And then when, when I visited my friends, you know, some of the friends that you know too, our, our catalyst friends in Africa. Mm -hmm. 
when we went to uh, their houses in Nigeria, it is um, the most humbling experience for me because I'm checking myself and I'm like, and you are complaining, Mel. Um, and they are so thankful and they are so happy <laughs> and they are so at peace with what they have and and they're here they're serving me with what they've got so i need this kind of things to kind of jog me sometimes because i do compare i do compare even myself with the other coaches out there you know with um friends in my age group it is normal and natural so whoever is listening on this podcast take it from david and i it is natural <laughs> it is natural thing to compare <laughs> ourselves for the good but if you if you compare yourself for the bad and, it, and it's, it's like me if i whine and if i start complaining and i'm start saying i'm not you know, I don't have anything. That's when I think that whole happiness, even though whatever happiness that I've worked myself to have will be gone because it is compared to something that I've not attained. So, so that's the first thing. It's count your blessings. Uh, like me, I count my blessings that I'm alive, <laughs> I'm healthy, my parents are still with me, um, although living in a different country away from me. Um, I have a wonderful wife. I have three beautiful children. Um, you know, we, we can still live here in Melbourne and, and, and do our, our thing. So I begin to understand that, hey, uh, yes, I would like a new car, David. And that's what I've been trying to to get for my wife and promise her that I'll be frank with you. That's one of the mm -hmm. things we wanted to do this year, actually this year I said, I'm going to get you a new car, darling. Oh, nice. <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't know whether I can uh, get you a new car this year, darling, because the situations affected businesses and obviously the businesses that we run as well. So I'm just, I'm just happy. Suddenly I'm just happy. My wife's really happy with our car right now. And she's like, darling, I'm not even thinking about that. Car. We have a car. So count our blessings, comparisons, the killer of, of um, happiness. I think that's the first one. Um, I'm looking through my notes as well. I've, I've, I've prepared a little bit. Um, the second thing is, it's about, asking yourself, what do you leave behind? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not just about that whole happiness for yourself, but how can you actually impact others around you? So let me read you a Chinese proverb. Since I am of Chinese descent, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. Hmm. 
And I like that really, really much because it reminds me that at the end of our life, <laughs> we're, we're possibly not counting how many cars we have or how many properties we have. And you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're probably looking around and saying, who is still around with me that came to visit me in the hospital? <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, not wishing for anyone on this call this way, but I'm just saying. And, and I would be just wanting to spend time with them. I would be wanting to um, have that last impact of that. I don't know, maybe I've got that last thing I want to say to my youngest son or my middle son or, or my eldest daughter or or someone else, you know, who, who has come. And I'm just like, I just want to say this to you. And that to me is that level that we, we understand. It, we start anchoring it to something bigger than ourselves, mm -hmm. bigger than just our own happiness. Then we begin to realize that, hey, we have a chance to impact others out there and i love this proverb that says you know um as 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 we as we give so we shall receive right because i think that's so true as we give happiness so we shall receive again and i remember a time david when i was in uh, nigeria visiting uh, bash and, and bash took me to um one of his um, prisons. Um, Bash is, is our friend, our common friend who has a social enterprise that goes into prisons and, and helps them with libraries and giving mentoring and all that. And I was there for the very first time. I haven't been to prison many times, but that was the longest time <laughs> I've been in prison. Probably for a good <laughs> thing, Mel. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But really, 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 I was there for a couple of hours, right? That's the longest time I've been in prison. And, oh my gosh, that, that really, really changed me because I, I thought I was bringing in value, right? Because we brought in fried chicken. We brought in this wonderful big um, rice buckets, you know, and we were, we were wanting to feed them as well and, and talk with them and, and, and share with them, you know. But I left more full than I came. Mm. I, 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 I was, if I had a cup, if I, oh, I, if I had a cup this big, it would have been overflowing. It was like that made my, my year. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I can't express that. So when I realize the little things that I do to give back to whatever community that I'm attached with, 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 you know, with, with my heart, I start to realize that it is bigger than anything that I can expect. So that's the second thing. It's, it's what legacy of happy and that legacy continues. The legacy that will help us to
to be a better person and not just us, but others around us that are impacted by that happy as well. And I think that's the greatest joy that I get when I'm being there, being used in that sense. Um, yeah. For good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Mel. And I, I am really intrigued about the subject of legacy. In fact, for those of you who are sticking around on the podcast, um, the letter L is actually focused on legacy. So we're going to have an entire one hour audio on that, talking about in depth wow. about how to leave a legacy, because it is important. Most of us don't think about that. Most of us think you know, the first thing in our mind is, you know, what are we going to eat today or what's on the news or what's what's happening here and there but there's not really thought about towards the end of our lives and just the the mm. the impact that we're making on the world overall but because i'm going to get into that then i don't want to spend too long on this but i am in a hundred percent agreement with you and you know if you don't live your life with a forward perspective then when you get there you will live with reactive regret and mm. so it's 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 something that everyone needs to definitely take some time for, which is why we're going to dedicate a whole podcast to it. And then I probably will get a couple of uh, insights and observations from you on that one. But um, back to the subject of happiness, just for the rest of our time together, I have a couple more questions. Yeah, um, sure. When you were talking, the first point you brought up, which I really liked when you were talking about um, comparison. That's such a beautiful point because honestly, yes, I've seen that in my life and I've seen it in the lives of people that I've worked with. I've seen it in the lives of people I've coached. I mean, I've, I've been coached, I've coached in 34 different countries and you think that, okay, no, this is just isolated to this country. And then you show up in this country is like, nope, they got the same problems. And, but same. There's, there's a very interesting uh, tension that I feel kind of needs to be maintained between um, uh, contentment mm -hmm. and desire because there's mm. um because if you're if you're too content and there's no going forward then at the same time you there is not much uh there's not much happiness there either so my question to you would be because i remember them mulling over this for a very long time and i thought you'd be a good person to answer this question i remember when i was younger i always wanted what other people had and like you i was looking at other people in my age range and people who were successful in different yeah. things and i remember my dad told me the old aesop's fable story about the king who was <laughs> never content and so he went and sent out his ministers to go find the happiest man in the kingdom because yeah, his yeah. wizard had told him that you have to wear the shirt of the happiest man in the kingdom for a whole day and then you will be happy and so they went and searched through the land and finally they brought it back and then they kissed, said, and the king was like, so did you find the happiest man? And they said, yes, we did. And the king's like, then where's his shirt? And these people were like, well, he didn't have a shirt because he was a poor man. And, you know, as, yeah. as sweet and as beautiful, as, so beautiful. That, um, as that parable was, for me, it had the completely opposite effect. It was, but why do I want to be the poor man? You know, I, I, I don't, why, why should I have to lower my standard? You know, I have higher standards. I have goals for my life. And in talking with people a lot, I run into a continual tension with people because we have this world of black and white. We have two very contrasting ideologies. One ideology says, you know, you have to, you have to go after things. You have to do things. Never be happy until you get all that you want. And then as we saw, that never works. 
But at the same time, you have the other guys who it is, no matter what it is, just be. Never do anything, never do any work, never just, just exist <laughs> in the moment. How long can you exist in the moment? It, uh, after a while, you start getting frustrated. And, you know, mm. um, overactivity <laughs> breeds, uh, breeds unhappiness, but inactivity brings, uh, breeds unhappiness as well. So the question I wanted to ask you, because I noticed you addressed it in this book and I picked up on it. I said, okay, I want to talk to you about this because how do you, how do you uh, be content with the small things and practice gratitude without lowering your personal standards? Mm. And how That's can a, you yeah. maintain that tension for, you know, being happy with what you have, but still striving for something more? Let me first say that I am one of those that, that continuously strives, challenges my status quo, and, and continuously push myself. So that's, that's something that I constantly do. I know, which is, which is you're, why you're the guy for the, to answer this, because <laughs> just in the four years I've known you, you've done so much. And, and yet, I would like to say that there are times when I am still unhappy. So um, you are right. Uh, I, just like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, happiness is the same. Where you would hold on to something because that would, you think makes you happy until you let it go then you realize that there is actually maybe something else out there. Mm -hmm. So that's my continuous drive for me to excel because to me, I like beautiful things as well. And obviously some beautiful things are costly, right? And, and I know that uh, as we live on this earth, we would need that mula to exist and to do wonderful things, mm -hmm. right? Um, in the book, I do, I do talk about uh, the wonderful billionaires. Um, and obviously, even at that state, um, they are giving away billions away, actually. Now, the question is, does that make them happy? Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, do you give what you have or do you give what you don't have? So... It's that whole paradox of what is much to give and what is little. Mm -hmm. And I think that for us, um, I'll just speak for myself. Um, I am happiest, I'm happiest when I know that I'm in that space of work that I do that impacts lives. Mm -hmm. Right. You read out my, my bio just now. And, and that is the reason I exist to empower the next generation of catalysts and leaders to live and be brave. Now, every day that I do that, truthfully, whether I'm paid or not paid, I am happy. Now, obviously I'm, I'm happy as well if I'm paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but am I, am I happy? happier when I'm paid or happy? My answer is I'm happy in both states. I'm happy when I'm not paid and I'm happy when I'm paid. So I've reached a state for myself. So that's my opinion, right? 
I've reached a state in my life where I realized that having another, you know, X number of clients that gives you X number of money may not increase my, my happiness level. It actually will diminish it because I will get more stress. I will actually be more stressful at home. And, you know, it's not a good idea to get your wife stressed, you know, so... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson in COVID. We live together in that one house. We've got, um, you know, the five of us in each other's space. But you know what? Through this difficult time, I've realized that we are happier now than we were ever before. It's so strange. I, I just cannot understand that. But it's so true. So it's about dialing back to what's meaningful, the same points, dialing back to whether we are uh, comparing ourselves with something that may be just too far-fetched. And yet I'm saying, go for it. I'm saying, push yourself. I'm saying, you know, go all out, live your life. And that's what the book's all about. It's like engage, engage, engage everything. There are 12 chapters and the last chapter is engage happy. Mm -hmm. All 11 chapters are about go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then the last chapter, we're dialing it down to the most important part, which is the meaning of happy. And it's not just about that something or someone can make you that way. It's about that free will, that free choice. And yes, to the most busiest person in the world, you've got Jack Ma or you've got Mr. Zoom. <laughs> He's really <laughs> happy now with, yeah. with his stock going up, right? And then there are different challenges in his life as well, I'm sure, you know? So there will always be that. And the question is, do you dial back on your, on your drive towards your goal? No. Go for it. Go for it. But if it eats in to that meaning of what you place that is more important, that you will know that at the end of the day, the long-term happiness of your life will be impacted, then, man, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, Because, you know, David, you and I have seen many top executives that have decided and we've coached them as well, right? To be the high performer, right? Mm -hmm. And they go all out. It's like a, 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 a self-fulfilling prophecy. They go all out. They, they get coached by us and other coaches in the world. They go out, they push, and they, and they achieve their goals, and they reach to the top, and they are happy, obviously, because the world is clapping, and they're like, oh, my gosh, have you seen Mr. CEO? He's, he's the... And then suddenly we read in the tabloids that he's just, you know, divorced his wife and he's going out with his girlfriends. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not putting an ethical thing on that. It is, again, what is meaningful? What is meaningful for you and I mm -hmm. at that point of time and for that future? Always, always projecting that future of happy. And I've always done that. And I always encourage everyone to also try to just look beyond your circumstance because circumstantial happiness 
will go up and down every other day and every other month. It is circumstantial. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't be our lever of happy at all. So in short, now, let me summarize. It's go, go, David. Yeah, <laughs> agree with you 110%. Let's blaze. And then check in and say, whilst I'm blazing, am I burning the other side of the candle as well? And if I am, then I've got to rebalance and say, do I get a longer candle <laughs> or do I you know, blow this off for a bit and focus on this, right? Because that's what's going to make you happy. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the best the best definition of that. And um, just to summarize, it's something I tell I tell my clients a lot. I always tell them that go wake up with anticipation, but go to bed with gratitude. You know, you get up at the beginning That's of the beautiful. day and you power through, you get up, you set your intentions, oh, yeah. and then you don't mm -hmm. stop until you get what you're looking for. But at the end of your day, stop, take stock of the day, and just be grateful yeah. for it. Because Absolutely. your happiness doesn't lie in your goal. Your happiness lies in your journey. And your happiness, as you said so rightly, um, depends on John, your uh, taking stock of things and being grateful for what you have. Are you trying to become more? Yes. Are you growing to be all that you can be? Yes. But on your journey, yes. can you be yeah. happy along the way? Yes. And I think that is, that is a message that more people need to hear and more people need to get out there. And just more people need to think about it because this is something that uh, people will come to if they have a chance to properly intellectually engage their, engage their own mind with it. Because it's mm -hmm. so funny how um, within each person, we automatically know, you know, what is, what is happiness? What is the definition of success? It's all within us, which is why, you know, it's wonderful that uh, people who are coaches can actually sit with people and help them to understand these different things, which is the reason why I became a life coach in the first place, because mm. I want to help the person to figure out their own life. I don't want to tell you what to do. Mm. I don't want to be the one yeah. who says that this is what you need to do because this is what you have success. No, you know it, but then think about it. Take some time to stop and take stock of your own self and find out ways that you can become successful based on your experience and your situation. And I think that's why, especially now in like you said, in times of COVID, where we are able to work with more people, influence more people, and just make real practical change in people's lives because they're able to stop and um, reflect and see, okay, so now how do I go on from here? And how can I reevaluate my definition of happiness and how can I bring it into this particular space and then be sure that every day I wake up with ambition, every day I wake up with looking forward to the day has ahead, but every night I can go to bed with gratitude. And so this message Absolutely. needs to go out. It needs to reach people, which is why I'm so happy that your book is going to be coming out soon. <laughs> so give us, I, I, I know I've taken your, a lot of your time and it, it, you are a busy person, Mel. I think it's what, midnight there now in Melbourne? Yes, it is. <laughs> you, 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 you are certainly the night happy. owl, my friend. <laughs> okay, but before we close, before I let all our listeners go and before I say goodbye to you, um, because I'm so happy. I think this is the first time I've actually got you on one of my calls. <laughs> I've been on plenty Absolutely. of yours, but now we finally switched it over. So yay. <laughs> so I I'm going to get, happy. I'm going to get all I can <laughs> out of you. So as what is a closing thought that you would like to leave, uh, people with before 
what is one thing that if you could have given them a piece of advice, if you met them in the elevator and you had one minute to talk to them and you could change their life in that minute with regards to being happy, what would you tell them? Mm -hmm. um, happiness is within you. And if you can be happy with yourself to begin with, happiness will shine its smile on you. Happiness is not outside an external thing that will have to come in before you become happy. So you and I has, have, the, uh, have the power to bring about this happiness and engage others with that happiness so that we can obviously make this world a much better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's make our lives matter. I know you're making your life matter, Mel. And I'm grateful to everyone who I know who are making a big difference on this planet in all their different ways. And Thank just you. shout out to all of you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. This world needs more world changers. Uh, just go out and make the biggest difference you possibly can. I'm going to let you go, Mel, so you can finally get some sleep. Thanks so much for being here on the call. And everyone, please do get in touch with Mel. You can find him on his website. You can also look up um, Catalyst. I will be posting the link along in the description for this call. So you can click on his website and get in touch with him directly. He's always happy to speak to people. He's got a, um, a long list of people to speak to. So you might not get an appointment immediately. <laughs> but if you get a chance to talk to him, please do because he's awesome. And look, looking forward to getting your book out, Mel. Hopefully we'll have you on the call thank once you. again in the near future wow. but until then thanks so much for telling us about your meaning of happiness and i look forward to seeing you again very soon and next year it's my pleasure kilimanjaro Woo we're going up <laughs> we're going up always up life's always about going up thanks so much mel you have a wonderful evening and to all my listeners over here thank you for joining us whatever time of day it is wherever in the world you are we hope you had a wonderful time with us and we look forward to seeing you again soon here on the ABCs of Purposeful Living. Join us next week as we cover the next foundational principle for your success. Until then, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please do subscribe for more. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone else. Pass the help along. David is always eager to hear from you and would love to work with you in a more hands-on way. For more information, please visit our website at www.davidtheremer.com. That's www.davidtheremer.com.